You are now entering the Student Media Network. So, be Me and my violent happiness today. This is <laughs> welcome to the Student Media Podcast, episode number twenty-eight. Eight. We're close to thirty. I mean, that makes us viable, right? Almost we we haven't age, yeah. we haven't given up yet. <laughs> We don't give up. Are you kidding me? Today we traveled to the Southside Studios or South Studios? Southside Studios. Southside Studios. Thank you, Sean. Uh, to to sit down and uh, get the uh, the virtual wisdom, uh, digital wisdom of one Sean Bernard. It was a great time. I've learned so what much. What was your favorite part? I mean, me, me, uh, me watching you, you the whole time sit on his lap for three quarters of the his interview. Mesmerizing was, blue eyes. Right. But. Mama says bad touch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what these guys have done with the Alive and Social Network is that they have, they found a location that they want to uh, turn into their full-time podcasting studio. studio. And they're going to do uh, podcast shows and they're going to do music and live music and they're going to have video feeds and it's just going to be like this big digital hub of content and it's mm-hmm. what, what would you call it it's like a broadcast what center said, or a, yeah it is it's like a broadband Rush center what the hell would you yeah. call it i don't know but we went to the great mind of uh sean bernard yeah we that learned was, holy balls we learned me? quite a few things today i got uh, depressed because we need to up our game yeah i'm glad you took so many notes today your pen was working so furiously that invisible ink but i'm still a mouth breather and well, I sounded. Sexy. We found that our viewers. I like, feel like uh, I'm not breathing with like my that. nose at all. I feel completely stuffed up today. But that's, you know, no. I'm, I didn't do barely any talking today anyway. So it's well, it's better for to, our listeners here, which is good. No kidding. Where can people find us, Iceman? StudeMedia.com. We got iTunes. We have everything. Well, where what what is everything? What else do we have? You tell me. <laughs> okay, you want to find us? You're listening now. You found us. But if you want to share us. First of all, you can go to iTunes and search for Stewed Media. Uh, it's the little red box with the with the stew pot on it, and it's got a nice, beautiful. Uh, I think it, you're you're shirtless in that one, right? Pantsless. Pantsless. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I can't tell the difference. Uh, also, <laughs> <laughs> like Porky Pig with just the sport <laughs> yeah, coat like, on. Donald Duck, <laughs> Porky Sorry. Pig. He's got the sport coat on right now. I'm like, I just totally see the Porky Pig. Hey, hey, I don't like that. So, yes, look for that icon on iTunes. Also, Stude Media uh, via Facebook small. and Twitter, <laughs> and then studemedia.com. Uh, also, you can find us on Noise Picnic. Uh, they're they're uh, hosting our show right now, uh, along with the other shows there. Not Nose Picnic. Not Nose, nose Picnic. picnic. <laughs> that's not what, pick. Yeah, exactly. You can pick your friends. I keep interrupting your, your whole deal. <laughs> no, that's good. I just can't. You're living a stick here, man. Come on now. Get up. We're, hey, we're merely. show. We're merely. We're and, we, you. and we've been tagged this by Mick Karch. We're merely the enhancement talent. We're that's only we here to make everybody yeah. else look so much better. Not by things that we do, but what we don't have. Anyways, you got anything you want to add? I always got stuff, but no. Nothing here? Not nothing, for the promo. Nothing that applies? <laughs> we got to get into the show now, man. <laughs> All right. Still thinking and Please enjoy episode number 28 with Mr. Sean Bernard. This is weird. We're at the visitor's team. What? With the visitor's team? <laughs> or what is it on the away team? 
usually we have our own shit set up. And usually you don't shit on the guest until like well into no, the I, show. I do right away. I just go you for just it. went I, right. I love for everybody. It. People always say you don't shit where you eat, but I'm like, you don't have a bathroom in your house. Yeah, right. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Tell me you've never taken a piece of toast in you the know, bathroom. <laughs> I don't no, shit where no, I sleep. No. That's for sure. You know, exactly. I, you know what it is. Not I got anymore. A lot Not anymore. <laughs> College is over. I got a lot of violent energy today. Violent <laughs> happiness. That's Great. what I call okay, it good. today. I'm very happy but very violent. So I really I don't, don't want to be sitting next to you if you've got violent I'm thinking energy. about the game this weekend, the Vikings against the Seahawks, and I'm, I'm, I'm putting my money on the Vikings. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. What? <clears throat> you can't disparage my favorite team like that. Me too. The Deflatriots? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Patriots guy. <laughs> oh, are you really? <laughs> so here's the deal. My, Get my out. <laughs> I'm guessing you're a Viking guy. My heart, my part-time wife is a, a huge Patriots fan and stuff, So and whatever. But um, that whole deal is still obviously going on and stuff like that. But I, who cares about the balls deflated and shit like that? They, they need something to talk about. That's yeah. true. They obviously need something because to talk about. Because where are they about. going? I mean, teams still have to practice. Everybody, I, I don't get that whole thing. But um, somebody's here. Well... <laughs> <laughs> That's my lawyer. Or the oh, I he already heard it. <laughs> or the house is haunted. That could be yeah, yeah. Did you check that? That Just would be negative. Random no, wind no. gusts flying through. Well, you know, we're we're on location today, which we we tend to do for our podcast. Um, and today we're with Sean Bernard. And tell tell everybody where we are first of all. We're in South Minneapolis at an undisclosed house because we don't want to give yeah, out the don't. address. <laughs> but it is it is South Minneapolis. Uh, uh, it's a great location. Yeah, somewhat near where I grew up uh, before I moved on to Phoenix as a kid. But wow. the name of the studios are Southside Studios. Yeah. Uh, um, and we're just in a, in a it, it, you would never know it from the street that this is being used for anything other than somebody living in it. Yeah. And, and it's and you guys have turned this into into like. Your hub. Yeah, this uh, this kind of matched what we were looking for. We wanted a cool old house uh, mm -hmm. in this area, something that was centrally located and were cheap, so we didn't want to pay for parking. Um, yeah, bring that over here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we didn't want to. Yeah. I had a tape measure in the other so, room. So, his name's Sean, by the way, as hey, well. Sean, Sean, right. Sean. Another Sean. Sean. He's putting all the other. We're on right now. Three Sean's yeah, yeah, okay. live. We yeah. can do that. Come on in. It's fine. It's not. Will you a give problem. us a discount on the rent if we put you on here? <laughs> uh, do like more than 100 people hear me? Or? Yes. Uh, oh, we'll make sure hurts. of it. Yes, that hurts. definitely. It depends. Yeah, didn't have any money. Yeah, that's. I the can question. tell you less than one will uh, hear from you unless you get the hell out of the <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> Sorry, we charge by the minute. <laughs> Thanks <Yeah>. for coming. <laughs> He's like, I Thanks was kidding. Make sure to subscribe. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and share it, share it on social media too. Yeah. <laughs> get it on iTunes. Suddenly awesome. the lease won't go through. It's <laughs> like that. Well, guess what? So, so you guys have found this house that that fits your needs. It fits our needs, and our needs are, you know, we wanted a place that's centrally located that's kind of got a cool vibe about it. We did not want a corporate office building, yeah. especially because when I started in radio, it was always in, you know, cool old buildings. I, mm -hmm. I worked out of a house when I was in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Very so cool. that was, you know, it was mm -hmm. a, a bedroom just like this that was turned into a radio studio, and mm -hmm. I absolutely loved it. I just loved the feel of that versus sitting in an insurance building. You know, with with a cubicle, very know, stale. Different. Yeah, very stale. You know, so, you, there's a lot of fluorescence, and I know that the guys, the jocks and guys on air, love to turn down the lights and get it. You know, the yeah, way they like the it. Mood but set, yeah. It's always just full of fluorescent lighting and cubicle farms, and that's what radio stations have always felt like. Plus, it's a great place to go when you get kicked out of the house from the wife. You know. Oh yeah. You think I haven't thought of that already? <laughs> I'm like two miles that's what from I'm here. Thinking, man. I can walk here if she takes the car keys. Yeah, it's an right. amazing green room here. It's just yeah. a place to hang out and. Reset your uh, everything you, you're thinking about. The, yeah, one of the first radio stations I worked at was in Princeton, Minnesota. Oh yeah, and it was a converted home oh, that they turned cool. into a to a radio station. 
Did the owner live there or no? No, the, oh. no. The owner was a it was a St. Cloud oh. business person who owned a, a bunch of radio stations up there. But it was WQPM. And the day I started, and this was 1998, the day I started there, they were going through a change, and they changed the name of the station. So they decided that they were going to go with mm. Bob 106. Oh yeah, and they yeah. and they did it to me in the middle of my first shift. They're like, okay, here's the new here's the new promos and everything we're going to read. This is how we're going to bump in and out of breaks. Say these things. So I started doing it just right in the middle of my shift, right? And I was, you know, and there it is, Bob 106. All of a sudden they called. The lawyers just called. You got to stop saying the word Bob. You got to stop saying Bob 106 because Bob wow. FM, yeah. you know, was was a competitor to K102 back and in the I day. And I know Bob it, Wood who it was named after right. uh, back in the day. So, oh, yeah. Wow. So then <laughs> So, th so then I stopped saying it. And I just went back to WQPM 106.1, you know, and, and it was just going through for about an hour. Sean FM. You should have made up your own shit. <laughs> so this is, this is so far between noon and two. I have been, I've gone from WQPM to Bob to WQPM again. And this is by two o'clock, two hours into my shift. Did you get three different shift. paychecks? Or no, I got, I got. Same place. I'm lucky I got one. Yeah. And then by 4 p.m. I was using it again. Bob 106. I was, it was such a roller coaster. That was my first day there. And, you know, it was just funny to, to think about the, they hadn't had all that ironed out at the time. But, you know, it was an old house. It was really cool. They had all the salespeople down in the basement. And it was, you know, <laughs> upstairs on, was all production. There? And it was old bedrooms. It was really neat. You know, I just, I always remember It's a great vibe here. So that's kind of what you were going for. And... Yeah. And the other, the other half of the business, and we mostly we're doing podcasting right now, but the other half will really mm -hmm. be... Uh, getting local, regional, and hopefully national uh, recording artists to come in here and, and do uh, Southside sessions. So they'll do a one-hour show where they play a ton mm -hmm. of music. We'll have people like Jim Suhan uh, from Star Tribune. We'll interview some people. I might interview a few people. And then BT, who we just signed on to the network. Uh, really uh, BT good. is Brian Turner. He mm -hmm. was at Cities mm -hmm. 97 for years, Rev 105 for years. <laughs> He's now at uh, Go 96, formerly K-Twin. Right. Um, formerly. And formerly. Right, formerly. Right. Formerly. Yeah. But uh, great friend, and I've known him for years, and this just was a natural fit. And he's going to be doing a uh, a food podcast, and then he'll zip right downstairs with his daughter, Lydia, who's four. No, she's like 25. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Lydia. That would have been great. Yeah. Lydia. I don't feel like there should be any four-year-olds in this house at no, any time. No. Exactly. <laughs> that, might be, uh, that might be the vibe, you know? Yeah, right. Four, yeah. um, but, uh, we may act four, but we're... Uh, <laughs> I, that's my whole life. That's why I don't ever want to grow up. And I want to yeah, rent a house and, <laughs> and make radio and stuff, you know? It's really amazing that you can do this. Okay, and, yes. and you're, I mean, you're, you're running... Essentially, a radio station with multiple franchises inside of it. Yeah, you know, many many different shows yep. that people can listen to anytime. It's kind of a genius, isn't the the business model changing now? I mean, aren't radio stations kind of looking at this and say, "Wait a second, you know, and the, the overhead and all that." They are. They're looking at it. In fact, uh, at least two groups in town uh, are trying out podcasting. They're letting people podcast, but really? but I don't I I can't see anywhere that they're promoting them. Yeah. And if they think that you can just find them on an app and that's promotion, yeah, no, our model's yeah, a little different. Tough. Yeah. That's Ours really is tough. really a big commune. <laughs> that's what I try to do. I'm like, right. what's the model? I'm like, eh, it's kind of a socialist communist type of thing where yeah. you know, we all share uh, <laughs> revenue, we all share promotion, and yeah. we all support each other. And if you want to join our network and you don't want to support the other shows, then you're not going to be on our network. Yeah. We really want this to be something where a small business owner can do something that they love 
which is podcasting or do music or whatever, and feel like they're being supported by a community. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, people have said, well, when are you going to stop? And what about some of these other shows? I mean, they seem like they're beginners. I'm like, you know what? Some of them are beginners. But guess what? For those of us that started, I started my radio career in the middle of South Dakota. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those jobs are gone because of voice tracking with major radio stations. There's, there's no longer a farm system. Right. And so podcasting, you know, you can find some up-and-comers that, love radio, mm -hmm. but this is giving them an opportunity to get their chops up, to learn about how to <laughs> communicate on a mic, uh, how to carry a conversation better than I do right now, and uh, have some fun. How to be an engineer. I'm finding that in a lot, of, a lot of different areas of work that you have to know how to do many, many multiple things. Yeah. You know, I mean, in, in the video world that Tony and I live in, uh, you have to know how to edit and shoot and light and yeah. run enormous amounts of different types of gear. And know how to do it like that. Yeah. And that's what's great about it. I mean, you just have creativity and the engineer, all of it together. And, and plus, the budget is minimal compared to what it used to be. It's higher than you'd think when you go when you right, decide yeah. that it'd be a really good idea to rent a house. And then, uh, then you realize, <laughs> well, wait a minute, yeah. we got to get some furniture. <laughs> yeah. We have a cardboard box, so our rent isn't too high. And we can travel with it. So <laughs> There are people that are plugging a USB mic into a laptop and doing podcasts. And good for them. And, and I mm -hmm. hate more power to you. Mm -hmm. Our model is, you know, we're trying to be more professional with it, which yeah. can be laughable at times. But but we're really trying to do a, you know better uh, better shows that are, are more highly produced. And we're trying to mm -hmm. help the folks that are beginners and, and help coach them on how to produce a better show and you know to, to have fun with this thing. So. What do you think of radio stations who take just a show that was that aired from nine to noon and saying you can podcast our show? You know, I mean, is that is that similar? I mean, that's not. It's fine if that's what they want to do. I, I just think it's hilarious that some of us see, see they see us as competitors. You know, the, the, I mean, it's really, I, yeah. this is a different model. This is a different thing. It's still I mean, changing too. I mean, it's been out for a few years, but it's, it's still changing. I think people are still tepid as far as it's definitely evolved with technology. Yeah. I mean, obviously. And, we're, and, and as far as advertising, are they still skittish about what are you doing? What, how does podcasting work? That kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, so uh, I don't know what the stat is now, but there's like, 47% of people have never listened to a podcast. What's funny is I think it's half of that mm -hmm. um, because they don't realize they're listening to a podcast. It's like, oh, I clicked play on my computer and that was a, I didn't know that was a podcast. <laughs> you know, that's when I, when I yeah. talk to some of the people in my own family, by the way, yeah. <laughs> my, aunt, my aunts and uncles are like, what's a podcast? You mm -hmm. know, and I, I have a, I come from a Irish Catholic family on yeah. one side and German Catholic on the other. So we procreate and fight <laughs> and drink or get sober. You know, it's really, sounds great to much, me. I like and that. sometimes not necessarily in that order. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, but no, so, so it's one of those things that a lot of people don't realize they're listening to a podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, it, to me, it, I think the podcast world is going to go the way of the blogosphere. What I mean is, Blogging became really easy a few years ago. It became easy, mm -hmm. easy for people to be able to, to do it and then to distribute their message. Now, the problem was most bloggers sucked, right? Yeah. yeah. And I got to tell you, there's a lot of really shitty podcasts out one there. One and done, yeah. Yeah, yeah one and done. And, the, yeah. the average podcaster doesn't do 10 episodes. They're right. done before they do 10. And, uh, you know, so our thing is, is that we, we try to ask anybody who partners with us, are you serious about this? Do you want to have some fun with it? Are you serious about making some money with it? What's your message? What are you passionate about? What's the, you know, what's the message that you want to get out there? Well, what has to happen? And if they're just doing it for vanity, we yeah. don't really have an interest. But if they're doing it because they've got something that's compelling that we also feel is mm -hmm. compelling, 
They've got some chops, some experience, some followers on social media. There's a lot that goes into the criteria of who we pick for a show. We've had to turn away several people for shows just because they weren't a fit. And some people have mm -hmm. self-evaluated out where they've done a test show or two, and they're like, you know, yeah, I, I guess this is harder than I thought. Do you find certain people are better um, suited to do a show, like to do a podcast? I mean, former radio people, musicians, uh, uh broadcasters or, or journalists? Well, I, you know, my connections over the last 20 plus years are with radio, mm -hmm. TV and newspaper people. And uh, they get the fact that you have to have an opinion. Um, however, there are some people that, you know, they were paid to not have an opinion. Yeah. And uh, for me with podcasting, you really have to put yourself out there. It doesn't mean you have to intentionally be polarizing, but you better have an informed opinion. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you know, you've got to have some natural gifts and you have to be able to, to, to realize what a conversation arc is not to be that overt with it, but I mean, you really need to know when the sure. joke's over, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. when, exactly. when the story's done and, and when you need to move on. And some of those things happen with practice. Some of them are, you know, God given and, and mm -hmm. others, it's like, they just don't get it. And so the show won't, won't work. So that's my thought. For your network, what kind of things do you look for? Is there any sort of genre or you go all over or? We are intentionally diverse. Okay. And so we're, uh, we're, we're picking up, uh, uh, this is going to sound funny that I'm saying it, that we're picking up two, uh, 50 something Jewish ladies. Sweet. Who I'm in, I'm in love with both yeah, of them. I'm, I'm just, they're usually a, a cheap date, so that's not... <laughs> These two, they're, they're um, Becca and Abra, and they are hysterical. I mean, it's they don't sound like they're from here. Let's just say that. Sure, you know they're not the pa they're not passive aggressive Minnesotans. Yeah, they are in your face, hilarious uh, women, and they're going to be starting with us uh, very soon. They'll be our fourteenth oh, show good. on the network, and so we did some interviews with them. They're going to do some test shows just to kind of get their chops up. But mm -hmm. uh, great, the, you, you asked the question. You know what makes for a great podcaster? I think. Great storytellers, mm -hmm. it, it, and it can't be two. I've I've got endless stories that I can tell. I'm like, give me an example, yeah. and they'll tell me. And and if I'm in tears laughing, or if I'm in tears crying, whatever that you know, it doesn't yeah. all have to be funny. But if you're a great storyteller, that's important. So, so what to, for a successful podcaster? Is it <laughs> weekly, or is there any sort of obviously consistency is a huge deal? But um, what do you think? Is it because does it have to be daily or weekly or does it not matter? We require one a week. And okay. the, the idea there is that it shows commitment. And, mm -hmm. and for, you know, for the people that are, uh, are interested in it, you want to kind of give them something to look forward to mm -hmm. uh, and, and train them that your show comes out every Tuesday. And if it's being automatically, you know, if they're subscribing via iTunes or whatever, that that's going to be uh, downloaded to their phone that day. And it's really kind of a training thing. We don't want people that are going to randomly do podcasts on our network. Right. So, yeah. No, that yeah. doesn't what, help anybody. Speaking of that, what you have 13 currently. Yes. Talk about a little bit of, of those shows and, and, and what they, what yeah, they encompass. On there, yeah. yeah, so um, the first show on our network actually came with uh, Jeff Dubay, who we all know. Jeff Dubay. <laughs> yeah, oh, I worked yeah. with Jeff uh, back uh, from really from 2000 until 2006 and uh, knew him a little bit. Uh, from that experience, um, he had went through the troubles, as we call it in Ireland. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> learning curve. Yeah, that's <laughs> for for an Irish person to call that the troubles. The troubles. Yeah. Well, and then we went through a uh, you know he he joined my uncle's uh, network for a little while. He, we had a little falling out that involved our attorney mm. and a lot of stuff that I'll never disclose. Um, but we were able to come to some peace with that. Uh, late summer, early fall, Jeff called me up and said he wanted to meet and talk and mm. 
to be honest with you, I really didn't want to at that point, um, just because the stuff I couldn't say and the stuff that was said, mm-hmm. it was pretty damaging. But I really thought about it and thought, well, here's a good guy who's gone through his troubles. I have a lot of addiction in my family, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of people don't know about. But because of that, I, you know, there was some empathy there. And, and mm-hmm. I, I thought, well, let's, let's sit down and talk. I, I still believe Jeff is a great guy mm-hmm. who's had a pretty rough go of it. I mean, his, his relationship with his wife has been very public. And what happened to him that way mm-hmm. still doesn't mean you should go out and do crack. So kids, if you're listening at home, don't go do crack if something bad happens. Crack to you. kills. It There's does. our PSA for <laughs> yeah, the show exactly. right there. The more you I better know. quit. <laughs> so, 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 uh, but uh, you know, he and I met. We sat. We sat down over coffee with my business partner for an hour and a half uh, in September, and he just said, "Hey, you know, uh, can we do business together again?" Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, "Let's get matching tattoos. That's the only way." I'm doing it. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. No, force no, him we, into it. Yeah. We made peace. And what's cool about it is that you know a lot of people are like, "I had family members. I had friends saying, what the hell are yeah. you doing business with him again for?'" Mm-hmm. And I said, "You know, I don't expect you to understand it. it. My relationship with Jeff is my relationship with Jeff, and and I care about the guy. I mm-hmm. consider him a friend. He's incredibly talented. He's got he is rabid fans. Yeah. I mean, his fans absolutely get it. He's one of the best hockey minds in the state, mm-hmm. if you ask me. I think between him and Russo, uh, they're two of the best hockey minds in the state. So they cover something that they've got some expertise. Then he got his background with the Minnesota Twins mm-hmm. and what he did there. And and he's a he's a maniac. And that's what I love about him. I he mean, is, I really do. If he, he was Mr. Subtle and he was Mr. Calm, nobody would want to listen to him. Right. No. You know, I can get that anywhere. He, and he he's, still has And that. he's always on, too. That's the yeah, nice thing about always. Jeff is he's just when, – when we had him on as a guest, we sat down at the restaurant. We were rolling. We just – because we knew we we didn't know he sat down. The first thing he did was what did he do? He he bashed <laughs> Governor oh, Dayton. Dayton. He yeah, went he right into Governor oh, yeah, Dayton. I know, I know. And we we were just like, hey Jeff, how you doing? That fucking Mark Dayton. <laughs> first thing he said, <clears throat> and and it was just like, all right, Jeff's on. Yeah, but Jeff's always on. I mean, I worked on. at well, the fan. Yeah. I, I did. I you know I got to work with him just a little yeah. bit when I was there, and I was just a, a production assistant. You know, I was just running the board. Yeah, but he. The guy's always on, and he's great in front of a microphone. I mean, you put him in front of a microphone. It's like that's his home. I mean, he's so comfortable there. He really does turn it on once he goes on the air. I mean, he's a a relatively low-key guy Mm -hmm. off the off the air mm-hmm. and the time that i've spent with him it's like then he opens the mic and you're like whoa who pulled the string stop, no right. kidding yeah you know he's crazy with it did so, you guys meet after he was a guest on our show did that kind of st- plant the seed in his head um, about i think it might have because he he had already had the falling out with your uncle and in, in, in that yeah. show and, and yeah. that production and then what happened on twitter we don't have to get into specifics yeah, yeah. twitter and facebook i mean that was really volatile Intense, yeah. you know for social media because that goes everywhere Yeah. And uh, it was very damning towards me. And, you know, I really felt like I didn't Mm -hmm. slam him back. I really did. But, you know, everybody has their opinion. There was people that I was getting threats from people. It was pretty awful. And, you know, it wasn't I can say this and I'm going to say it very clearly. I did not ask him for a drug test. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was our attorney who asked him for a drug test. And it was actually my uncle who had a big problem with a few issues that happened. Mm -hmm. And I got to play the bad guy. Um, that was, you know, that's part of the deal with being a general manager. I had to play a, a, the bad guy several times, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just part of what happens sometimes. But it didn't put me in a very good light uh, with with Jeff. You know, there were there were just some things that happened that led them to believe that he might be using again. Sure, um, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. That's I still say to this day, I don't know. I hope he wasn't. Um, I I now believe he wasn't. 
Um, but at the time, because of some of the things that had happened, we thought that that might be the case. And and for us, mm -hmm. when you got people coming into your chance. studio, yeah. you can't take the chance. Yeah. And so, you know, for me, the other side of it is if he was, then, hey, I'd be the first one to say, how can I help? You know, I, which you did. Yeah, yeah you which did. I did. Yeah. Which I did. And his show is now blowing up. And, that, yeah. and his yeah. was your first show. Correct. He was the first show on Tom's network and the first show on this network. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the network was really my concept with Tom. I really wanted to do that. Tom wanted to focus on his show, which I totally understand. Mm -hmm. um, and we just had some, you know, some differences of opinion, which happens with anybody. anybody and right. it was the right time for me to split off and do my own thing. So I'm thankful that that's happened because now I'm getting to live my dream. And your what? wings are spread. It seems like you're doing all right, huh? Yeah, it's building it's, up. It's <laughs> really fun. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's uh, it's starting a new business. So. Yeah. You know, you're going to have ups and downs like anything else, but uh, the ups right now are far outweighing the downs. Do you create your own business model, or is there something that you look to that other people have done <clears throat> creating a podcast network or, or radio network? Well, here, here's what's cool about it is that uh, three and a half years ago, I was going to be out in L.A. Mm -hmm. uh, meeting with some agencies, and uh, it was Tom's idea. I'll give him credit for this. Tom's idea, he said, why don't you see if you can get a meeting with Adam Carolla's mm -hmm. producers or business guys? And I said, yeah, like they're going to meet with yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, I really did. <laughs> I said, I'll call them, but it's never going to happen. Yeah. Called them up, and uh, this guy um, named Kit Gray, Christopher Gray, um, who's now the pre uh, president of Podcast One, one right. of the biggest wow, yeah. podcast networks out there. He said, absolutely, I'll meet with you. Let's really? meet in Santa Barbara. We'll grab coffee. Three hours later, I knew their entire business plan, what worked for them, how they mm -hmm. built their show, um, what their plans were for you know their network, everything else that they were doing. And then you know, after that, he spent a lot of time on the phone with me. And mm -hmm. so... I did learn from what they did, but I came from 13 years in digital sales management from Clear Channel for right. five years to Hubbard for a few years to the now Cumulus Group for a few years and worked with some great managers and great sales reps and phenomenal programming and, and mm -hmm. talent people at those places. I, I think I learned a ton from them on how to produce shows, how to sell them, uh, what works from a digital strategy standpoint. And I really tied in social media more than it had been tied in uh, with the national model. I really see our advertisers as insiders rather than outsiders, mm -hmm. that everything's an endorsement with us. I, I, you know, With radio, you got some endorsements, some not. But I really feel like if somebody's putting their name on your podcast, they need to be an endorsement. And so um, we have to believe in that company. We don't mm -hmm. go after uh, companies that we don't like. Um, so anyway, you know, that's, that's kind of our model, and, and it's working well thus far. We're... Uh, we just hired a couple of salespeople, and hopefully we'll be, uh, you know, the first focus was on programming. Mm -hmm. The second major focus is going to be on sales. We felt like we had to get some of the content up there. The next wave is get some good, you know, talented salespeople in here to train and, and uh, you know, build this thing out. Oh, sorry about that. Thanks. How do, you, how, do you, how do you like <laughs> to endorse your your advertisers? Do you, do you Would you rather it be... Here we're in the middle of a podcast. We're going to take a break, Build it in and we'll or... be right back, like like old school radio. No. Or is it or is it uh, digitally online with part of the social media we, stuff? We float right into it. Um, we really try to do really short breaks, if you even want to call them that. Uh, but it might be something like we have Pat's Tap next door, so I'll just use them as an example. Mm -hmm. um, 
You know, uh, after this, uh, after the show today, we're going to swing over to Pat's Tap, and and their buffalo burgers are the best in the nation. So oh. you got to go check them yeah. out. And then they've got fries that uh, Jeff Dubay would consider crack. So you got to check out Pat's <laughs> Tap. It's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> blah blah blah. Sorry. So I'm yeah. I'm improvising. Yeah. But yeah. I'm That's improvising. Good, yeah. yeah. Better than crack fries. Wait, I just saw somebody run by. Wait a minute. Was that Jeff? No, no. But I mean, you know, so so we have fun with it. We want. we don't want it to seem like a break. It's not yeah. going to be, hey, go to this car dealership. No, and no. Tire <laughs> sale, tire sale. You know, Did you notice how subtle he was? He promoted <laughs> Pat's Tap hey, and Jeff Dubay's show man. all in <laughs> one. That? that was really nice. That, that was, was awesome. a really nice, smooth yeah. Well, that's why segue. we're here for, you know, to do that. Segway. How do you? Segway. <laughs> well, that's, that's a radio word. your next destination. Speaking of radio, <laughs> uh, how have you seen the, uh, the local Twin Cities radio landscape changes? I mean, you look at, like, KFAN is now FM. I mean, that's, that, that was a big push for them. Yep. Um, do you see them actually competing with ESPN 1500? Do you, are they on the same level? Because one is FM, one is AM. WCCO AM doesn't really have a competitor as far as no. news, unless you go to MNN or, or you know. Um, Which is good for CCO. I mean, there, mm-hmm. there are too many sports stations in town. Right. End of story. I mean, mm-hmm. somebody's got somebody's to go another way, uh, go in another direction. So, I mean, I don't know how much you want me to go into it, but uh, – yeah, the, the K-Fan thing's interesting. I was actually involved with the bait-and-switch at Clear Channel uh, a, a long time ago that involved the K-Fan uh, deal. So Which bait-and-switch I never part? went public with that, but <laughs> I'll just tell you enough that, that I was involved with the bait-and-switch. Sure. Um, and actually, what, uh, do you mean moving to FM or with the ownership? Everything. Everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was able to win a settlement on that. But uh, first time I've ever said mm-hmm. that publicly, but uh, I was supposed to go manage those stations, and they changed a bunch of things after they already had a written deal. Um, got so it. got it anyway we'll but, leave it uh, at that but yeah. listen i i you know here's what's here's what's tough about it i still have some great friends in radio in this town i also have some people that don't really care about me but as my grandfather said if everybody likes you you stand for nothing yeah, mm-hmm. and so i'm somebody that i have an opinion um hopefully it's it's i can back it up there's people i absolutely love that are in the industry there's people that i absolutely mm-hmm. love that have been booted out of the industry and unfortunately that's happening more and more we're really Really talented, great people. Just happened to Donna Valentine after 20 mm-hmm. years was booted out of radio. Um, Barb Abney over at uh, the I saw that yesterday. Just, yeah, uh, that was I don't know surprising. Barb. That, you know, I don't know her. I know a lot of her friends and other people, but I reached out to her right away and just said, "Hey, uh, you know what? You'll have a soft landing someplace. Somebody smart mm-hmm. is going to pick you up. You're incredibly talented." And hey, I don't. I, I'm not even saying she'd ever join anything we're doing here. I don't care. Yeah, it's just my way from one radio person Support, to another yeah. to say uh, you're very talented. Yeah. The problem is corporate America has taken over radio, and and even the Hubbards. The Hubbard is Hubbards are a corporation. I was just going to ask you whether you, you know, like the corporations it or not, own yeah, too not many a, yeah. of the stations yeah. in this town. Hubbard Hubbard is another corporate com- conglomerate. There's a reason why they're billionaires. I got friends over there. I care about them. They'd cringe if they heard this, but I don't give a shit. Uh, the fact of the matter is, they are also a corporation. They got into the game as well, and they're part of the whole deal. You but know? there's nothing wrong with corporation. I mean, it, it, no. are you losing the feeling? Is that what we're ba- you know? I mean, I have no problem with corporations as long as they treat people right. Right. And, and yeah. that's really it, that they're paying people fairly, that they're giving them opportunity. But when you have a personality, as an example, that six years ago, they were paid a certain you know, wage or mm-hmm. salary for doing one job. And now you have that same person, you're paying them less, and they're doing eight more. jobs, and yeah. they're covering seven other stations, they're voice tracking all these stations. That's unfair business yeah. practice to me. And it's also taking away a feeder market. 
Yeah. And so I, I just think that that radio's in, in rough shape. Um, I, I still, again, I still have friends and family, obviously, uh, mm -hmm. in town that are on the radio, but I think it's a screwed up system. Uh, and from the salespeople to programming to promotions, it's it's just not what it used to be. What do you think will turn it around, or can it be turned around? The only way it can be turned around, in my opinion, is if they if we can go back to more family-owned groups, mm -hmm. and we get people in there that are not so Wall Street concerned. Does it mm -hmm. make sense, though, <clears throat> to have that happen when the cost of producing a radio station or, or having a family-run radio station, those costs far outnumber what it costs to do what we're doing right now? Like, could, could a family-run podcast network happen? Which is kind yes. of it depends essentially on what you're yeah, doing, it right? You... I mean, yeah, it's really it's really about a couple of things. Well, it's about several things, but yeah. in many ways it's about quality product, mm -hmm. content, and content and... distribution. Just, yeah. You know, and and what you know. So, what are you trying to accomplish with us? We're not trying to be all things to all people. Mm -hmm. We're trying to be local. We're trying to be a local online radio station in many ways, and um, you know, and so hopefully we can accomplish that. I really, I really, really, really don't feel like we're competing with local radio. Mm -mm. I really feel like we're trying to do something very different than they're doing. They see us as a threat. It's silly to me. Is it time? Is it only that you're you're a threat against time? Yes. People listening to their content. It's not just time. It's money too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a threat that they. Dollars, yeah. 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 I've heard through the grapevine that there's been very specific radio people who have said we are a threat to them to what mm. they're doing. And I don't think they mean a big threat. I no, think they no, mean no, a small no. threat, but a threat's a threat. And I think that's silly. I I wish my former radio friends nothing but the best and I hope they they succeed in what they do. And I wish for their sake that the industry changes and is a little bit more fair mm -hmm. to them. I wish we could all just get along. I mean, we're all kind of the oh, same yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah. And well, yeah, that's That was true. not a Reginald Denny thing. That I was, know, that I was like, just uh, me saying we go. we're, we're all we're it. all casting so to speak and you're all yeah. casting for ears and listeners and yeah. you know and obviously advertisers too but it's it's it doesn't need to be an us versus them you know no. i think we could do there could be more conjoined you know well, networking. What's, what's cool is uh brian turner bt you know he had to go to um go 90 i keep wanting to call it b96 i know, uh, I know. and then I'm it was actually k twin and k twin right yeah, so no, cool. but yeah. uh go 96 and and he said look here's what i'm going to do and they said okay and i said look we'll cross promote you um, Jim Suhan at mm -hmm. Star Tribune and Mike Russo, for that matter. Um, it took about a month, but Star Tribune finally came around where he said, look, we're totally okay sense. with yeah, him promoting yeah. that he's a Star Tribune guy. Right. And we just yeah. hope you're willing to do it the other way around. But isn't our goal for both of us to build up his brand? Yeah. That the Jim Suhan brand is elevated because now we are able to add some audio content to his written word. Mm -hmm. And Star Tribune currently isn't in the podcast world. Right. Well, it's still no, which I thought... Uncharted Waters, you would think. Yeah. Yeah. They will be. Yeah, I, I think it, eventually, yeah, they kind of have to yeah. be. They're, they're waiting to see... The income know, stream, yeah, money. once... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you... And I don't see this. Does it happen? Do people uh, advertise their podcasting with billboards and external advertising or... They do. Um, I've not seen great success with... Uh, mm -hmm. We did a bus side campaign with... Uh, Tom and I didn't mm -hmm. see a great return, but then again, problem was we couldn't measure it. It's because you had Don yeah, Shelby exactly written it. on the bottom. That's right. why. Yeah, that's that was nice. that was. <laughs> I love Don. By love yeah, you, Don. Do too. Yeah, Don is. Uh, <laughs> Don has been Don. nothing but good to me um, yeah, in the time that I've that I've known him, and and just was. Uh, I just emailed him the other day, but uh, and he responded right away. Just a true. Yeah, I, I did too, and and he responded right away from his from his iPad. He had sent out a bunch of emails to people. Hey, look at this thing. You know. Oh, I know, and it was. And uh, it was. It was. He got. He had his fishing. email got hacked or whatever. Yep. Oh, really? Yep. Oh. And so I emailed him back. I'm like, "Is this real?" And and he texts me back, "No, I'm sitting on my fucking couch and 
where, where, where he was in like he's got the worst potty he does, he does. He'd always, he talks like a times, sailor I know he does I would be standing by him I'd have to slowly creep backwards because I didn't want to get <laughs> in any HR battle or anything I know, so I was I like know. oh my god but yeah. he was on the beach he in Florida awesome. somewhere yeah. and he yeah, was, he was tweeting me from his or uh, you know emailing me from his so how does a podcast going back to this because I'm really intrigued about this as far as a business model goes how do you get listeners besides social media and in networking like that but how do you build your uh, base well beyond that it's i mean i i, I mean the biggest ways are social media and via mm-hmm. your you know uh itunes you know we, mm-hmm. we belong to spreaker which has 170,000 members but it's really that's our model is it's cross it's cross promotion mm-hmm. you know and and so yes you can find other ways to advertise you can but I think that digital to digital makes a lot more sense, mm-hmm. and I'm a little biased because of my background. But you know, I think billboards are fantastic and bus sides are fantastic. But it's really tough to think about somebody going from billboard to right cell yeah. phone to, to cell phone. iTunes. Yeah, to... yeah, exactly right. I mean, the cool thing nowadays, however, is that um, some of the latest cars that are coming out are going to mm-hmm. have an iTunes you know, button in the nav bar. And now they're going to have a stitcher as well, or an, you know, an Android mm-hmm. app in there as well. And you'll be driving down the road. So that billboard might make sense. But right now when the market penetration is 0.001% right, yeah. of that, it may not make sense to, to, to tie into billboards as well. Branding always mm-hmm. matters and it's great, but call to action to the right people when they're more likely to, to uh, make the decision to be able to go from one digital technology to the other seems to make a little bit more sense. I feel like you have to explain what a podcast is to half of my family as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, well, where can I hear it? And -hmm. it's like, well, you can go to iTunes and find it there, or you can go to this website. And and Tony and I were talking the other day. It's like, do we have too many options? Like we have a website, we have a Facebook, we have a Twitter, we have iTunes, we have Podbean, which is creates all these different pages. There's five different ways to, to get our show. But I feel like, how does that get t- tunneled or streamlined so that it's the easiest for our listeners to get to? Well, that's that's the greatest challenge in podcasting is that there's not just one way to get it. Yeah. And it's a challenge and it's a benefit in other ways that that I've had that same thing. I know what else should we be on? What, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're missing out on this. I'm like, well, over 50% of our downloads are from some kind of an Apple product. Right. Mm-hmm. Um Stitcher the Stitcher app uh, is the the number one Android app for podcasting. Everything else is splitting hairs. So again, we can't be everywhere all the time. Ideally, what we're trying to do is take our biggest fans and followers and get them to listen to a podcast. And that, mm-hmm. and that's really what it's all about. That's the reason why you know guys like Jeff Jeff Dubay with you know twenty thousand social media followers between mm-hmm. Twitter and Facebook makes sense to do a podcast. Or Jim Suhan who's got twenty eight thousand. Or Mike Russo who's got you know, almost a hundred thousand himself between Facebook and Twitter. It makes more sense to get your most passionate, rabid fans to listen to a podcast than anything else. What if you don't have any? <laughs> then you, then you know what? Yeah. You've got a bigger issue. Then you really yeah. need to build up your social media following. And there's a lot of, hey, there's a lot of uh, podcasters. There's a lot of radio people, and there's a lot of bands out there yeah. that don't get the value of social media. Right. Um, one of the things that we compare to, which is not a totally fair comparison, but I've looked at, you know, Jim Suhan's now doing thirteen to 1,400 uh, downloads per mm-hmm. episode. If you compare that to average quarter-hour listenership in radio, mm-hmm. he's actually doing fairly well. You know, uh, our average listener's probably not going to know what the hell that means, but it just means that you listen to a show for at least five minutes within a 15-minute period. Mm-hmm. That's how they devise the ratings. And so that's where we might be becoming a threat. 
mm-hmm. as you said earlier, Sean, right. that they're looking at as share of listenership and they're thinking, oh no, people are spending more time with this. Um, it's still disproportionate and it's ridiculous to even. Compare. How about retention? How do you, are you finding that the listeners are pretty loyal or is it just uh, or a, or listen all the way through? I mean, yeah, that's also, yeah, the average time spent listening is 45 minutes okay. of a show. Well, that's pretty good though. It is good compared to radio. Yeah. Uh, it's longer, it's longer than radio is right now. Um, it's like anything else you're and i don't care if it's radio or podcasting or you're selling cheeseburgers it's Mm -hmm. really about how do i get my passionate fans Mm -hmm. to become brand ambassadors that's Mm -hmm. the big buzzwords right now is brand ambassadors how do i get the the rabid fan to tell their friends about the show and Mm -hmm. to share it um they're the ones that are going to listen with frequency they're the ones that are going to be passionate about it whether they love you or hate you um, the old, uh, you know, the opposite of love is not hate; it's indifferent. If you do a show and people are indifferent about yeah. it, your show's going to go away sure. relatively yeah. soon. So even if I hate it, but I'm commenting on it all the time, I love those people right? because yeah, they're showing engagement, it, whether, right? Whether, yeah. yeah, they're passionate about what they're doing. Where so. can this go? I mean, how how big do you see this getting for you guys here? Yeah, because it's uncharted waters, and and you're doing a great job, but yeah, there's just a wide open space ahead. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I I think that for us, we don't want to get beyond a, a, a place that's manageable. Mm-hmm. So we have some benchmarks of what we want to hit as far as the number of shows that we have. Um, we kind of have an A tier and a B tier that we look at uh, for our shows and, and the ones that we think will really propel upwards. And some of our B shows we really think have the potential to become mm-hmm. A shows or we wouldn't even have them on the network. We feel like they've got what it takes to get to that next level. And probably 25% of them won't make it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Right? I mean, it happens sure. in radio Absolutely. all the time. Business all, in general. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's, it's just the way normal, it is. And yeah. so so we have some benchmarks that I'd rather not share about where we want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but ideally, we'd love for every one of our partners to be able to you know, say that this really provides a meaningful income for them, mm-hmm. um, that it provides a meaningful income for us, but really that we are creating content um, that captures the essence of the Twin Cities and surrounding area. Now, that's a pretty broad goal. I mean, it's not, it's not a hard line goal, but I've lived here for most of my life. Mm -hmm. I love the twin cities Mm -hmm. and I don't feel like we're represented very well with radio. Good point. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't. And so, Hey, you know, the sports stations, you're doing a good job with some of the sports Mm -hmm. stuff that you're doing. Uh, A lot of it's biased in my opinion, depending on which station, which team you're broadcasting on your, on your station, (laughs) Um, you know, and, and the talk stations. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, for what they're trying to do over on my talk, uh, FM 107, they do a good job. It's, you know, it's it's not directed at me, so I don't, you know, it's not my yeah, cup of tea. Sure, but sure. for what they're trying to do, yeah, I, I love yeah. what they're doing over there. Um, and so we want to give people a voice that better represent what we think is the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. The, the local and regional music scene is not played on the radio. Uh, yes, The Current may do a segment here, a segment there, and... You know, in other cities, 97 might do a little, you know, weekend nighttime programming with something. Mm-hmm. But this is a great music Local, town yeah. or towns, if you include our neighbor in St. Paul. Um, these are great. This is a great community for music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm a, I've always been a fan of live music and going mm-hmm. out to Me see too. bands and supporting them. And that's really the only way they're making money right now. Um, part of what our model is is actually making the bands money that come in here mm-hmm. and support us, that we support them, that mm-hmm. we show them a way to make additional dough. You mentioned the 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 local music is not being played heavily in the Twin no. Cities. I find it weird and, and, and interesting. I mean, is that is that corporate decision from the top? I, and I and the only reason I ask is that 
Tony is, has helped, and I am working on a on a documentary with a friend. It's a rock doc that we cool. have fully funded through Ke- yep. Kickstarter. It's about the band Gypsy, and Gypsy cool. was a Twin Cities band. Yeah. They were the underbeats in the in the fifties and mid sixties, and then they cool. turned into Gypsy. And you never hear them. their sound is perfect for KQ. It is wow. perfect for KQ, and it should be played on KQ. They're a local band. They sound yeah. good. They fit that genre, but you never hear them. Mm-hmm. You never hear, and you never hear bands like that style on on you know, or or, or bands that fit the genres around the around the market. So you take a look at that, and so here's what's probably happening mm-hmm. happening. If we're we're going to go ahead and assume on this one, sure, that the local program director is guided by the regional program director, who said this is these are the songs that test well in our other markets. Mm-hmm. These are the song that if I don't know if they're doing local testing, they used to. Uh, Dave Hamilton was there, and he did a remarkable job with that station and testing music um, with a local platform, not just a national model. But a lot of times these regional corporate program directors will test music and say, here's what we're playing. And Mm -hmm. so you're not even on the dance card uh, Mm -hmm. if you're a gypsy, um, which is unfortunate because there should be a place for local music. Right. Again, it's that farm system mentality that Mm -hmm. how do I get a local band to go from local to regional to national? We need support from the media, and they just don't get it. They get it from time to time. It's almost like, okay, we'll do it, you know, mm-hmm. type, of, right, type of mentality. Right. So. But do they even have, the, I mean, and now everything's digital, but, I mean, do they even have the music in-house? Do they have, if, a, if, if three people called up and requested a specific song, I mean, half the stations aren't going to have this local stuff, even in-house. Well, if it's licensed, um, they're, they're probably fine to play it. If it's not, that's another issue. But, I mean, I give credit to the guys like Jason Nagel, who's been a friend for years, who has done everything he can at, uh, he could at uh, each station he's worked at to get local music played. Brian Elk mm-hmm. is another guy that's done the same thing. Uh, Brian Turner, BT, another guy who's done the same thing. I consider each one of those guys friends. They're like-minded. I think some people over at The Current are the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've tried to push for it. And you know, sometimes you got to support the stations that do that. And so some of it goes on. It's like people pissing and moaning about who was elected in office, but they yeah, didn't vote. They didn't vote. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, jackass, you know, you got to actually <laughs> gotta support write. this stuff and know that this is all a business. And so if you want more local music plays, support local music yourself. Right. You know, be the one that quotes, uh, that, that uh, comments on Twitter and Facebook and drives it up. And, you know, th- there is power to the masses if you actually use it. Is there a large enough audience though, for local music? Um, I don't know Besides that we need a, I don't know we need a, that we need a large enough audience. I think it's mm-hmm. a different mentality. I think 20, 30 years ago, you're absolutely right that mm-hmm. maybe there wasn't a large enough audience for it. But nowadays we live in an on-demand era where I want to watch my show. I want to mm-hmm. listen to my show on my schedule that fits my needs. And I don't want to waste my time with other things. When I was growing up, I was the remote control and there mm-hmm. were four channels. <laughs> and then we got cable and it was on a slider. And then my job got harder because I then had to slide and go... Through each and every right <laughs> channel, and my dad said, "Nope, yep, nope, back there, nope." And then I, you know, I do that. But I had hold rabbit ears, you know, to get. Yeah, oh, I yeah, go back yeah, around yeah. the horn. I got to go around the yeah, horn. Yeah, but that generation wouldn't go backwards. <laughs> you know that that time period where we all watched, uh, you know, the Sunday night movie. Yeah. is mm. Gonsville. Yeah. yeah, and we're at a point now where it's not about mass marketing; it's about micro marketing. It's about, um, you know, really highlighting up and comers and talent. Now, it's tough to make money on some people if they're really niche, but ideally mm-hmm. what happens is this strength in numbers, this attitude that we, we support the real talent and we, we all support each other. Mm-hmm. And that's why we created this network. It wasn't just to make a buck. 
I mean, I, I, I've. But made... you got to support yourself too. And, 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 and what do you tell an advertiser though? Says, well, yeah, God, you know, what kind of audience? I mean, it really boils down to audience. You still got to sustain yourself, and you have to. I mean, it's great to put all these you know bands and everybody in the market on and and give them airplay and be a good big family. But how are you going to? Pay it forward to the advertiser. Well, what we try to say bills. to the advertiser, and I'll say it straight up. I mean, I'm not. I don't think I'm sharing any secrets here. Um, as we say, look, you have a lot of different ways to advertise to get mm -hmm. your brand out there and to do branding type of advertising. You can do that, and more power to you. There's a lot of strength in that, but you also have the option of grabbing one of our shows, like Jim Suhan, Jeff Dubay, Rusty mm -hmm. Gatenby. We can take and and grab onto their most passionate fans and get them to endorse you as a business and pull them through as a customer, just like it's done in small town America, mm -hmm. America and has been uh, since the beginning of yep. time. Do you want that? Where we're, 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 There's a lot less waste and a lot less money involved, mm -hmm. and you're pulling in that core customer, or do you want to go with the other option? And I'm okay, you know, hey, either yeah, way. But, but I'm very passionate about what we're doing and what we're selling because it's really just pulling one prospect in over to be a customer in, in, in a referral. It's a, it's a, it's really a digital more referral focus too. It's more focused. It's a digital re uh, referral mm -hmm. and it's not, it's not bullshit. You yeah. know, it's not like, Hey, I believe in this place and it's the yeah. best thing ever. It's really, Hey, I bought my car here. I bought yeah. four cars here and they didn't mess with me on this thing. And, it, and it's gotta be genuine. If it's not, we're not going to do no. it. So. so you bought this, or you're renting the studio. Yes. You've got everything in place. You've got cables everywhere and mics and everything yep. and monitors and everything. And it works. Are you still able and, and are you still willing to be um, a portable podcast yes. uh, network? Yeah, we have three uh, three setups for equipment right now. Uh, we, we like doing the pub thing. In fact, we're at no, Kieran's cool. uh, Irish Pub. We're at the local Irish Pub. We're at O'Gara's Irish Pub. Mm -hmm. Can you tell that I come from an Irish background? <laughs> Um, a shoe in, they'll say yes yeah, right away. Yeah. Huh? Um, you, yeah. And, and so, then is Dubay still at Devil's? He's not at Devil's Advocate right now. They're taking a little break. The, the winter, I don't know if oh. you guys have heard this, but winter in general on bars, when we had that really cold snap, yeah. about eight downtown bars closed their doors. Wow. And several more would have. Um, they went through a catastrophic uh uh, winter a lot of different wow, a lot of different pubs bad. did in downtown and the other part of it is that fair or unfair the D the dui laws uh mm -hmm. and that sort of thing has really um kept a lot of people out of downtown and and it's just a, it's a shame i mean when you got when you got things like ddi uber cabs mm -hmm. everything else right patronize your downtown pubs you know we got the train system you got all kinds of you know stuff to be able to, to help support those guys here's a huge question so you love what you're doing and you're very talented and very pretty and all that stuff and, oh thank uh, you what are you doing later <laughs> hey my wife what's always that place said don't cheat unless you cheat what? up <laughs> yeah exactly what's that you want to throw another plug in for the bar next door we'll be, uh, drinking again? Yeah. no but so let's say this scenario here happens uh a big Place. I mean, you've been at the big places, but so that's kind of rhetorical. But I mean, well, if somebody comes up to you and says, "Hey, we're going to give you a million dollars a year if you come back, and we like what you're doing, and we want you to work for us," would you give it up, or is your passion so well, strong for that? I think in, to add to your question, they want you to bring the network with you. Well, then those are great questions. That's something we've thought about already. That mm -hmm. you know, the way I feel about it today, and my business partner feels, is that we are, you know. A, Initially, when we went into it, we thought, let's build a three-year plan. Yeah. You know, one-year plan and a three-year plan and see how we feel about it. And then do we sell it off to somebody? The way I feel about it today is that I would love for my kids to work for this cool. organization. Yeah. And 
I, I'll be very candid with you. I, I got I was at a point in my career at one point where I was not just a one percenter, but I was mm-hmm. well above a one percenter, and I was working about eighty hours a week to do so. I was so focused on money as my objective that I literally made myself sick over it. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally had a meltdown over work. I, I, I consulted a station in D.C. Uh, for two years. I had to use all my vacation. I called them before work, after work. And then I did my regular job. I was also mm-hmm. coaching my son's <laughs> teams. Wow. And I just bur- I burned myself out. And it was all about money, 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 money. And not saying that we're, you know, we're doing very well with what we're doing here, but it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. I need to make a living. I want to be able to provide for my family. My wife's you know, a teacher and has been for 20 years, has her master's degree. She's making decent dough. So you've outpunted your coverage then? I have yeah. absolutely, <laughs> uh, in many, many ways. She's uh, way smarter than I am. You yeah. know, I'm Mr. Brown grad. <laughs> People are like, yeah. oh, Brown well, University? That's, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, that's, let's just leave it at that. A table full of brownies here. Yeah. But just to, to finish that is that, you know, uh, ideally what's going to happen with this is that it, it makes enough money so that we can support our families, mm-hmm. but that we also change the landscape of the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. And I mean that, that we, that we, this place has looked at something revolutionary. That may seem egotistical or whatever. It's not about that. It's not about me. It's not about Scott, my business partner. It's about elevating uh, the local talent. Mm-hmm. And I mean people that, from people that have been on the radio for 20 years and got booted off or are currently in a situation where they're working six jobs for less money. Um, we want to provide a home for them where people can hear them or see mm-hmm. them, or if they're a band, that they can get played more and make more money, which allows them to then tour and make more music, more albums or whatever we call them nowadays. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> if, coming those, back. if those <laughs> things happen and the criteria that we wrote it as a business plan were a success, mm-hmm. and if this thing keeps growing, I don't care if it's at 5%, 10% a year, and we're able to do that, and that, I mean, I've got a daughter that plays two instruments and is just starting to write music. She's 14 years old, a son who's a drummer and, uh, you know, baseball player and doing everything he's doing. My daughter's already said, Dad, I want to work with you someday. I don't care if I'm running a board or whatever. I love what you guys are doing, and I'm like, that's what I'm proud of. That's why I got into this thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know... I, I, it's so hard to even think about what, what are my kids going to do for a living someday? You know, what, what are they going to do for work? My son's probably going to be an engineer. He's mm-hmm. more, you know, he's, I was just about ready to say more. Smart. Not, not, no. a ra- <laughs> not a radio engineer. He's not a radio engineer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my daughter's intensely creative and I can yeah. see her, you know, landing into something like this and being able Very to really cool. contribute and maybe run on the board for a band and then jump it in. So your wife's not like my wife and she thinks that this is just a hobby for you then? My wife has been incredibly supportive. I think there was a That's time and a place too. where she really wanted to just make a lot of money. <laughs> and I married a woman who was very hippie-ish, and then we kind of mm-hmm. got into the money thing together. And we both stopped and looked at each other after I had a little meltdown myself, and she just said, it's not worth it. Let's mm-hmm. go after your talent and what you love and uh, what you believe in and what I believe in and our values and helping other people. I've mentored 26 people in the last six years, and... This goes along with that, hmm. with some of what I've mentored. Some I won't mention names because it, it, yeah. it's private, but even radio people and people that you know had lost their way or been fired from radio, and those are things that I did just because it's the right thing to do. And and so I, ideally, this will all tie together mm-hmm. in exactly uh, you know the mentoring, uh, helping people. Um, selfishly that I love music. And so mm-hmm. I would want to be a guest to one of these music sessions here. Very cool, It'll yeah. be really nice to invite my friends like you guys and say, come on over. We got, you know, 
the Beatles in here. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> sweet. Yeah. Yeah, Julian Lennon and Sean Lennon. Julian Lennon. Pop them up and. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, that's just. Uh, How we? What, what's the timer say up there? We got fifty-one fifteen. Hey, if we I don't hit the sixty mark, mark exactly, they're going to kick us out of podcasting. Is that what no, it is? I if we don't do. nail the hit the post at sixty. Nice. Wow. Well, we're winding down. I do feel like. I mean, we've learned a lot of great. Wow, this is great. Inside yeah. stuff about, you know, just, just your network and everything. Yeah. And I feel like you really are making like a ripple in the landscape of, well, of you're making Minneapolis. Your own, yeah, you're making your own waves. And that's what's key. Like you said, you know, there's a lot of talent. You're giving them an outlet. You're going to make some money on it. It's just a great opportunity. I mean, this this whole business is just wide open. Well, my hope for America, just to put it into that, <laughs> <Should I sing>? <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, is that is that the digital age will allow... Uh, for small businesses to be what they were in the 40s and 50s in America. That's a America. great point. That's a and, great and point. And if we can show a model, even with what we're doing, to be able to, you know, a lot of people to make a living, whatever that is. I don't give a yeah. shit if it's four or five grand a month. Well, and they can make a living on doing this, and they don't have to go answer to somebody else that they're pros, that they're going to do the work. I mean, to me, that's a noble cause. Mm -hmm. So, How far have you thought ahead about, like, like the grassroots, old-school type of of promotion radio promotion is known for like can coolers and bumper stickers and t-shirts and just like the old physical stuff that you know that they, they would give out to to listeners and to you know anybody at an event you know at a live event we, we've considered it i mean i'm i'm is there a value there there is there is but I th i'm more inclined to do something where we offer something online or we do something and say hey if you share our shows yeah, um, we're gonna gonna, we're gonna if you win. share the show we see that you've shared the show. We're going to send you a T-shirt. How about getting uh, more eyes on you guys? I mean, I, even State Fair type stuff. Oh, yeah. Or Taste of Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would, know that I State Fair is impossible to get into. but Yeah, but it's interesting. The woman that runs that reached out to me via LinkedIn, which is, you know, mm. I didn't know why, but I really want to go meet with her, and I would love for That's us to be idea. out at the State yeah. Fair and to have each one of our shows out at the State Fair. So, you know, it, it, we're open to anything right now. We're we're doing everything, and so people mm -hmm. will say, "Well, so you, you know, you're known for sales," and I'm like, "Yeah, but I gotta understand. I was a program director, a production director, a producer on air, you know, on air yeah. morning show producer. I did every shift uh, at a station, every shift at one point. What was your radio name? Same. <laughs> it was it was it was same. And you know, that's a great question because I almost went with my mother's maiden name, which is McCarthy, because I didn't want to live under the shadow of Tom. Sure. I did not want to do that. We're very different people. How are you related to Tom? He's he's my dad's. Uh, he, he's my uncle. He's your uncle. Yeah, okay. He's my uncle. Yeah, dad's. Uh, I've had people ask that. Um, like, which side of the family's on? I'm like, well, our names are Bernard. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and, but... and we're both male. <laughs> yeah, we're so... both male, yeah, so... no, but uh, but uh, I, I almost went with uh, Sean McCarthy, which is my mom's name, but it just seems so Irish. And I thought, you know what? I what? This is, who you are, I'm like, man. this is my Irish. Name. I'm like, this is my name. I'm a Bernard. That's what it is. Um, people mm -hmm. will rel realize relatively soon that we're different. Tom and I are different, and uh, you know, I I'll have to make my own way. At that know? first, at that first station in Sioux City. It was Sioux City or no, was it no, Sioux no. Falls? No, middle of South Dakota, like winter South Dakota. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was, sight unseen. What was the format? It was top forty, and yeah, so it was top forty so, covered eighty percent of the state. What was your What was your shift? Um, I started seven to midnight, and they moved me to afternoon drive. I was only there for nine months. Got a call from another station, and did mornings uh, right after that for two years. Right on. So then nice. you could talk on on the microphone. Then I, I mean, if you're going right to mornings, yeah, I mean. You can. 
Well, and I, I did, I started doing bits right away and I do a, a bunch of character voices and did all that. And that, you know, some people see that as hokey, but I love doing all those That's things. And I, I just had a hell of a lot of fun and I miss my, uh, Sixteen thousand dollar a year uh, morning show job. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Wow, you, know. you got it. Wow, you got, you got more 16? than I did. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's awesome. Well, you know, my rent was one fifty. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, so I was living in large. the middle of South Dakota. I, I needed beer money and date money, and that was really. Yeah. Pretty did much Brown fun. place you in your first job? No, no. Um, I got a. Uh, actually, it might have come through Brown, but I, a guy named John Ford. Um, the modeling it? agency? No, no, no. Hey, um, hey. he, uh, he I told reached you out to me. He looking. said, "He said I heard your your tape, saw your resume. Yeah. Can you start next Monday?" Jesus. And I said, <laughs> "Like Jimmy what, John's. I'm Like, what's the population <laughs> of this place?" And he said, "It's 3,800." He goes, "But we got a big stick, 100,000 people, and oh yeah, you know, 100,000 uh, watts, and it reaches most of the mm. state." Juggernaut. So, so I mean, I had lived in <laughs> power, Phoenix. Power, I had lived power. in Minneapolis. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, huh. South Dakota's hot FM. It was one of those deals. <laughs> But I drove out there eight hours, sight unseen. Oh, really? Yeah. I was not... Do you have a trailer or everything fit in the car? Everything fit in the car. <laughs> yeah, the car that would shut off randomly. Oh, no, 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 no. Toyota? Alternator. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a Lynx LN7. Mercury. Oh, no, kind of Mercury. Mercury Is that one of those high cars with the big big no, wheels? Was, like you're off the ground? It was like no. the K car, right? It was like, like a, a glorified Monza, if you remember. Oh, I had a Monza. Oh. I had a Chevy Monza. <laughs> so, so... Uh, but I, I drove out there sight unseen. I really wasn't much of a drinker before that. Uh, one of my, that's a before true story. That. That's a true story. My first night there, the uh, sports information director, whatever the fuck his title was, uh, Steve Ammerman said, hey, do you want to go watch a high school basketball game with me? I'm like, I got nothing else to do. So we go into his car, and he's got the case of beer oh, nice in the back, of the, in there, the back yeah. of the car. And we have about five, six beers each before he has to go broadcast the high school Oh, game. no. Yeah. He's got to do that's the game. True. That's a true story. He's chucking the oh, beer cans great. out the window. And I'm like, are we kind of leaving breadcrumb trail here? Yeah. yeah. But that was the – yeah, that's wow. uh, that's – pretty much what happened <laughs> which which brown location were you at were you at on lake street lake yeah, street too, so yeah. the one right off of hiawatha or the one for the one down? right off of hiawatha yeah that's yeah. and now it's like an elementary school scary school yeah. graduated yeah. in 91 so that was during the first war in the gulf yeah oh, and yeah. uh it took a couple months and i got the call and i was about i was signing up for the u of m actually i was going to get my financial aid in order for the u of m i just thought well if i can't get a job on air i'll just go to the u of m and and i uh, got the call and Talked to my mom and said, "I guess I'm going to South Dakota." So it's fantastic. Yeah. And then, and and so okay, so South Dakota. And then, who called you from there? Uh, Marshall, Minnesota. You came back home then. Yep. Yeah. Back to Marshall, which was only two and a half hours from home, and then uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin. You would think with your Sioux connections, Falls. you could have got something huge, right? <laughs> Didn't you have been there? You know what? Melted right in. Made I your own way. At KQ at 18, but I walked into Annie Miners, uh, who was the the woman that was in charge of the interns, uh, I think she was a promotions director as well, but I walked in, didn't tell her I was related to Tom, mm -hmm. and got the internship. Wow, and I didn't for intern wow. for Tom. I interned for Jack Hicks, yeah. uh, who's still a friend of mine. Um, but I, I really tried not to use Tom. I mean, it's it's one of those God things that, that. number one, I'm not Tom. Yeah. you know, And number two is he's a polarizing character, so you either love him or you hate yeah. him. And I, I had some people that are like, they couldn't stand him. I had somebody, well, actually, Julius Collins mentioned to me, he goes, I didn't know what to think of you the first time I met you. I'm like, well, you know, I love my uncle, but I'm not exactly like yeah, him. Yeah. You know, it's like... Because those two don't see eye to eye, I'm sure. Right? No, they yeah. don't. They don't. <laughs> no, but I sure. say to other people, I'm like, do you have any uncles? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, are you just like yeah. them? So like, you interned no. at KQ when? Back in 90. Okay, so yeah. I you were interning KQ when I was interning at KDWB. 
That's so funny. The Steve Cochran show. Yep. And Steve is the guy who told me, right? Because I was, I was, I got to intern for three years of high school. So every, every morning before school, I would, I was able to work it out. So I had first period open at yeah. my high school and I would go into the show and help with the show. And then I would tear, take off and go to school. And yeah. I don't know how the, I was interning with Dale Ann. Oh, you know, you were not. Do not. Wow. <laughs> I interned. I, I went to Brown. Steve hear this. Intern went to Brown and then I bartended at Gippers. Gippers. Gippers if you remember yeah. Gippers in St. Louis Park, cash under the table. One of the nice. greatest. Oh, yeah. One of the greatest gigs I've ever had. It was the easiest job I've ever had for. It's funny for you say that. Life. So Steve told me never to go to Brown. He's like, everything you learned about radio, yeah. you learned in this internship. Yeah. What do I do? I go to Brown. But he went there, though, right? Uh, Steve? I think Steve Cocker. No, I don't think oh. he's not from. Oh, Did Chicago. either of you have Kevin Connor? Kevin Connor. Yeah. I loved Kevin. Kevin, Kevin passed Connor. away several years Mike ago. Mike Levy, too. Was Mike there. Levy. Yeah. Yep, Mike was nice. But Kevin was a, was a. I was thankful for going to Brown because of Kevin. Yeah. Kevin was a guy that actually took me aside and just said, look, you got some talent here. Here's what you got to do. And um, he was just a, a great friend. I, I stayed in touch with him. And again, he passed away a few years ago. Mm. and But just a great mentor and friend. And, and he was worth it. He was worth $6,000. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, six. God, it, it, it jumped so much in just the three years I know. You know, a, after I know. you left and I went there. Brad Larson, did you have Brad yeah, Larson? Yeah, Brad. And yeah. then uh, Brad, Roy Finden uh, was there, yeah. of course. And Don Eyed. Don Eyed! Yeah, Don oh Eyed. Right. Yeah. yeah, Don was oh there. Were you God. there when Bybee was there? Bybee Vagners, do you know her? No. Oh, okay. Did, so. you, uh, did you have to read to get in? Yeah, that was just... Yeah, that's just And, you know, just talk about right playing on oh. your ego... I mean, it was just. Oh, you sound I, I, great. Oh, that was yeah, it. They were like, "Oh my wow!" Yeah, yeah just really read this good. line. You know, I'm like, "Well, I was on the air in Phoenix. I did part time, <laughs> did part time radio down there." You know, Levy <laughs> Levy pulled me aside and he's like, "That was one of the best reads I'd ever heard." Uh, oh yeah, you pronounced the the letter W correctly. Oh yeah, that's big for them. And and as soon yeah. as I was like, "Oh wow, wow!" I, I've got two it. grand alone just to learn how to say W right. W yeah, or temperature. It. Yeah, temperature. Jewelry. Comfortable. <laughs> Do you listen to those things now though? Jewelry. When you hear other broad. Oh, hell yeah. yeah, yeah. How hell does yeah, a meteorologist yeah. say temperature? I know, I know, I know. I know who you're talking about, too. Yeah. yeah. We're not, not going to get I'm into specifics. I'm not going to say who it is. No, no, But no, you I'm must know who, who I'm is. talking about. Well, and there's, a, uh, there's a radio guy in town who, who pronounces his ings like eens. Oh, right. The Vikings. Vikings. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> I yeah. think I know who you're talking yeah. about. And I, I know there's a couple of radio people who, who in, as part of their call letters, it's W. Yeah, they say W. 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 And it's W. Yeah. W. Of course. Well, Sean, thank you so this much. Great. Yeah. Thank for you. letting us swing by the studio. Yeah, this was easy. We and not have to pull our everything. equipment out. Hey, watch. Well, you know what? Anyways. <laughs> if I had a nickel. Yeah, exactly. Come on now. They got it. It's a uh, podcast and not video, right? Let's shamelessly, not shamelessly, let's let you yeah. advertise Plug a little away, bit. Tell people brother. where you are and and uh, in your shows and your network. And I mean, obviously, we'll have this in the description as well. But please tell people. Yeah. I, the easiest thing to do is to go to aliveandsocial.com and you're going to get a listing of our shows. There, The the, the, the shows are uh, Suhan Unfiltered with Jim Suhan. Mm -hmm. uh, he does a show with Mike Russo as well. Um, Jeff Dubay's show, uh, which has Good been one. on uh, the longest in our network. We also have uh, Minnesota Pubcast, uh, which is a, kind of our up-and-comer show. They're 20s and 30-somethings, and they're living mm -hmm. the pub life. Oh, cool. I mean, yeah. when, nice. you, when you could go out three <laughs> times a week and... The craft beer stuff. And they don't oh, tape yeah. those until 3 in the afternoon, I'm sure. Yeah, they right? do those in the afternoon. <laughs> we have uh, a show from the uh, E-Women's Network called The Focus Radio. 
We've got uh, uh, Rusty Gate Me Review. That's on. Uh, we just signed up. Uh, what does he review? Uh, mostly entertainment. It's you know oh, it ties okay. into his entertainment stuff okay, that he's sure. done. So that it's a lot of movie reviews. No traffic then. No traffic. Okay, good. Yeah, Sweaters. Exactly. Yeah, traffic on podcasts. I've had yeah. people ask about that. I'm like, mm, <laughs> little dated. I don't really see yeah. the value. No, no. <laughs> but uh, uh, so Rusty Gatenby does his show, and uh, we've got some other shows in the works. Um, but that's that's really it at, at this point. There's a there's a there's a listing of everything else. I don't want to keep going yeah. through everything else that we do. But the next steps will really be to get these uh, live music sessions going, and those will happen several times a week based on band availability. Uh, but I really appreciate you guys stopping by. I, I'm I'm happy for you guys and what you're doing. I would you know I'd love yeah, to have you fun, guys yeah. uh, return the favor and be a guest on uh, one of our shows or several of our shows at some point as well. You it's, name the time, we'll be there. It's a great experience. This is our second year uh, going into it and stuff, and we're having a blast. It's it is fun. So anybody out there listening, if you want to start podcasting, it is a great thing to do. It's yeah. If you've got if you've got the time Make and sure the drive, you've got content, content definitely. is key and right. uh, personalities and. Yeah, we don't have <laughs> personality. That's why we get other people. Yeah, that's we're right. proof yeah. that you can live without one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end it there. <laughs>